All right, what's going on, people? What's going on? I know it has been a long time, long time. Went through a whole bunch of things, you know, how you got to get stuff together and you got to make sure that, you know, your life is taken care of on all these different types of ways and whatnot. I am so sorry. Um, I'm going to try to fix it. I always say that, but I know y'all be like, yeah, you're saying that and then you're going to disappear for the next 30 minutes, I mean 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, uh, so let me give you the opening spew, you know, first of all, first of all, how you doing? Welcome to Perspective Wisdom. If this is your first time here, welcome. Thank you for listening to me for a little bit of time. If you're a repeat person or you're one of my loyal, faithful three people or five people, you know what I'm saying? Y'all want something from the stove? Cause I go, I, I go get some Twix or something like that. But anyways, um, this is, this is a, just me talking, right? Just me talking and getting some of my thoughts and the way that I interpret things, which is why it's called perspective wisdom, but also to try to help. I don't necessarily want to tell people what to do, but I just want to, you know, shine some light on some of the outcomes and repercussions or benefits or rewards. And, you know, just talk about how things are from how I view it in life. You know, what would this life be if you didn't have different perspectives? So what we're going to talk about today Oh my goodness. We're going we're, we're actually going to merge a couple of things in together, but the focus, the focus is communication, right? And there's a there's a lot of times where we don't realize that people are communicating with us, but it's just not verbatim. So you know, you got some people that, you know, are verbatim or they are black and white or they they want things said this way and if it's not said this way then they have a hard time interpreting so we're going to jump into a couple of those things you know and and I got some new stuff right I'm about authenticity so as I'm talking about some things in order to keep track of stuff I'm going to make sure I write down things so you might hear something like this you know what I'm saying you hear the little Mm-hmm. You're going to hear some cars in the background you're going to hear some loud noises some people with their little gangster music playing you're going to hear people walking past me. You know, today is not a day that I'm going to uh, do this on the water because I know I got a couple of them that I did on the water uh, just so you can hear the, the beach water and stuff like that. But you know, uh, uh, we're going to stay authentic on this side. I'm not going to try to filter things out. So here's the warning. Here's the trigger warning. Here's the, you know, the, the I'm telling you this before anything pops off or you, well, I don't like his show because he talks too much in the beginning or I don't like his podcast because there's too much going on and I can't focus. Okay. It, uh, uh, there's the door, there's the exit button, uh, there's the, the, the back button, there's the other 15 million podcasters you're going to listen to. I'm going to have mistakes, I'm going to keep it authentic, I'm going to have you know background noises, I'm going to have everything that is natural uh, to the surroundings that I'm in at the point in time, okay? That lets you know I'm a real person. I'm not, this is not production level. I am not putting on a show for you. I am a, I am a king, right? I'm a silent king. I have that hashtag for a lot of my stuff. So if you're on uh, Facebook, uh, well, I shut down my Facebook for a little while. I need to re, re uh, what is it, like bring it back up so that people can start seeing the perspective wisdoms uh, that I did in the past. Um, I think it's like over since 2014, 2015. That's about when I started actually doing perspective wisdom. So anyways, but um, yeah, so I, I, that's that's one of my hashtags is Silent King. And when I'm talking to both men and women, or I'm talking to women specifically, I'll put Silent Queen up there because that's what I deal in, and and that type of thing. Look, you, look, I put it on silence, and and it's still vibrating. How does that work? 
<laughs> See, that's the, that's the stuff I'm talking about right there. I straight put this Jake on silent and it's like, boop, boop. <laughs> anyway, so, um, we're going to talk about this communication thing. Um, one of the biggest things in communication is the nonverbal and the in-betweens or the gray areas or the non-spoken words. When you pick up on that type of stuff, you start to understand people in a whole totally different way. They speak to you without speaking to you. They, they, they give you their, their ins and outs. You know, they tell you everything you need to know about them, how they're going to operate and things of that nature. Right. Um, and early on in my life, I did not pay attention to these things. Now, uh, I will say that I lived maybe in a fantasy world, I guess you can say. Uh, I'm a Pisces, right? I'm a Pisces, but I am a third deck in Pisces. So while I do be in my emotions sometimes and while I do have, you know, certain feelings and whatnot, um, I can be very cold, just depending on how things go. I, I can be very cold, very calculated and, and, and that type of way. Like I'll switch emotions really quickly and you will only get that one emotion and that's anger. <laughs> so, so, but I'm, I'm saying that for my Zodiac and astrology people. But um, I lived in the fantasy world for the for the for the most part, right? So we're gonna put fantasy world down. Let's put this little dot, this little bullet point, and we're gonna say fantasy world. That's what I'm gonna focus on. Okay. So the fantasy world is everything that I thought I wanted to happen. That's where I lived. So if I want peace, if I want laughter. I would live in the world of peace and laughter. And that meant wherever I went, whoever I was around, it didn't matter the event, that's what I would bring. That's how I would treat people. That's how I would uh, approach a situation. Now, we're only going to talk about me, okay? We're not going to talk about anybody else. We're going to talk about me because, you know, it's a little bit easier because I can talk trash about myself and I ain't got to worry about myself getting offended with me talking trash about myself, if that makes any sense. So that fantasy world is what I use to cloak myself in. And that's why I could not pick up on these on these signals, these signs, these things that people were saying to me, but not saying. Now, I'm not a verbatim person, right? So if you would say, this is what you feel, this is how you feel about me. This is how uh, you feel loved or, you know, this is how you want to operate. I would hear that verbatim, right? But I would also kind of mix that in with the world that I'm living in, right? And the world that I'm living in is the fantasy world, right? And I call it the fantasy world because I made the world up. I made it up that everybody, you know, is is loving and kind and, and whatnot. But it's just the trials and tribulations that they've been through that may make them a little bit standoffers. So I just have to approach them in a certain way, okay? So so that's how that would be. Um, now, how I came to learn that people were telling me things about themselves without telling me that people were using their body language and their nonverbal communication in every shape, form and fashion is heartbreak. Right. I had my heart broken over and over again. And I would always go through the heartbreak. I would take some time to myself. You know, I would I would I would do all the normal things overeat, and, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't get out here and play basketball because basketball is my exercise, but it's also my peace. That's my, my sanctuary. That's what I do. And that's from playing basketball to coaching to, you know, just dribbling the ball around in the parking lot or something like that. Being connected to basketball uh, since I was a child was always something that kept me grounded or I ran to when I was hurt. 
So when I get my heart broken, I, I, I go through these, these withdrawal stages because I feel like if I keep this negative energy and these negative thoughts to myself, then I can work them out without any outside influence. I can, I can fix things that I need to fix for myself and, you know, so forth and so on. And then the next thing, you know, I can get back to being, you know, in my fantasy world and I will be that loving Collins, that caring Collins, that, you know, uh, uh, fun, fun Collins. So that shutting down is probably one of the worst things that you can do. Um, you need other people, right? Even when you're going through your bad times. And uh, like I said, the heartbreak is what started teaching me this stuff. So now we're going to put the bullet point down. Let's put the bullet point down. And we're going to focus on heartbreak. Heartbreak. And slash, right? Slash nonverbal communication. That's a long word right there. <laughs> We're going to put nonverbal calm. <laughs> so anyways, um, so they were telling me these things. They were telling me, yo, you know, I, I operate like this. I function like this, you know, this, that, and the third. And I just wasn't listening. Okay, so the heartbreak brought me out of that. It brought me out of When I got my heart broken the first time, the very first time, we're not going to talk about that. We'll talk about the actual heartbreak in a whole nother podcast because I'm going to need all of my 33 minutes to talk about that one. But when I got my first heartbreak, um, it was the first time that I started to depend on myself to heal myself and to fix myself. Now, I didn't know what I was doing. Couldn't tell you what I was doing, but I just knew that I didn't want to be in this vicinity because this is the thing. This is the area. This is the location. You know, this is what broke me. So I don't want to have nothing to do with that. And so I stayed I stayed to myself for a good, I want to say about five months. It was about five months. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't even talk to my brother. And I would play PlayStation with him side by side and not say a word to him. And he would be all the way pissed off with me because he's like, why aren't you talking? And I, I didn't say anything. I just didn't want to talk. Because, I, you know, I, I think in the back of my mind, I've always known that words are spells, right? So let's put a little box here. Let's put a little box, a little box on the side. And we're going to put a star because this is one of the principal foundations that I live by. And the principal foundation that I live by, if you listen to any of my other podcasts, is words are spells. Now, the first thing that got me with that, um, there's this guy, um, and he's on YouTube. His his channel now is called Upscale, I think it's Upscale Knowledge. It used to be Silas the Wise, the wise Servant. And uh, I was listening to him one day. I listened to his live. And sometimes I'm entertained by people going in on trolls and stuff like that. And he was given, you know, inner workings of knowledge, books that, you know, are in the back of the library and that you got to order offline. And they cost like five hundred dollars. And he's read these books and he's obtained his knowledge. And his delivery is so raw. It's so hood and it's so street that it drawed me right and i know you hear me talking now and i'm very well pronounced in certain areas and i'm goofy and i got voice inflections and all of that stuff um but i am very real a street person <laughs> i i am i am from a project baby as kodak black says i'm a project baby so um i still have all of those you know principles within me um and, and we're going to get into that too we'll talk about a couple of those things too but so I was listening to him, the Silas the Wise Servant, but now I think his channel is called Upscale Knowledge. I want to say it's called Upscale Knowledge. 
And 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 he said this this that phrase. He said, "Words are spells," and it it didn't quite get to me at that point. But I'm gonna tell you what got to me. One day I was teaching my kids, and they were asking me how to spell a word. And when they asked me how to spell a word, boom, it clicked right there. Words are spells. How do you get a word? You spell it. So now that prompted me to go into the whole deep research because at 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 one clip, I'm a street dude, but I'm also a nerd, <laughs> and I like I like to research things. So I got to researching, and that's when I got into uh, the word etymology, and that was learning. You know, that's the study of words, and then I got into studying letters and each meaning to the letter, and understanding that the 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 letter, you know, each letter of the alphabet has a spiritual meaning, has a phonetic uh, meaning, and, and it has a, a numerical meaning. You know, it coincides with the number. And, and and I was like, wow. So the so the deeper I got into this, right? Now this is all this is all uh I wanna say two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. So that's that's pretty much how long I've been studying this stuff. And that's why I can just ramble off, you know, the information the way that I do, uh, because I've been in it for, for a good little while. So all of this stuff is kinda like stored in my memory. Um so anyways, words and spells, right? So I started thinking about that in the mid, I've always had it, but I just started thinking about it deeper in the midst of these heartbreaks that I was going through that woke me up to to uh, paying attention to the nonverbal communication. OK, so that's how you tie that all in together. Words of spells, the words of spells help me to understand a whole bunch of different things. But the heartbreak, right, the word we're talking about, heartbreak is what woke me up to paying attention to nonverbal communication. Just in case you're lost, just in case you're like, what does all this have to do with anything? This is what I mean. <laughs> there are layers and layers and layers upon information. And I just need you to rock with me a little bit so I can, you know, break these things down and disseminate the information for you. Because, you know, I interpret information way differently than a lot of people. Uh, I, I always had trouble in school. Hey, hey, so pause, pause. If you have trouble in school, and I'm talking about like organized school, high school, middle school, elementary school, you know, college or something like that, it is not that you're stupid, you're not dumb, you don't you don't have a learning disability or none of that stuff. It's that you don't learn on that frequency. That's it. You can comprehend everything that's going on in this world just perfectly fine. You just don't do it the way that the the that the the people want you to do it in this structured, you know, little angle or this little lane. Like that's why they build highways with multiple lanes because everybody's not supposed to be in the same lane. Okay, so there you go. So, anyways, now back to the back to the crux of the matter. So now the heartbreak opened me up to understanding nonverbal communication. Now the heartbreak came at the hands of a person. Right, we're not gonna say. All of that other stuff. We're going to say it came at the hands of a person. But this person told me over and over and over again that they did not like, see, or operate any of the ways that I thought they did. And all of the joy and the love that I was trying to bring to their life, they was, they was I mean, batting that trash down. They was, I was going in the lane like I'm Muggsy Bogues, you know, and I throw up my little layup, and then Shaq come out of nowhere, not even block it with his hand, but just headbutt the ball into the stands. That's what they were doing with the love and, and, and whatnot that I was trying to give to them. And I could not see it because 
I was living in the fantasy world. Back to the world. Right back to the word. I was living in the fantasy world. And the fantasy world says if you give people this unconditional love, if you give the person that's special to you this unconditional love, if you unconditionally love this person in this type of way, they have no choice but to give some of it back to you. You know, because the term, the term is give and ye shall receive. So if I give you this love, Right offhand, if I give you this respect, if I give you this admiration, right? And in the process of me giving you this love, respect, and admiration, I start to even more love you, even more respect you, even more admire you, then you have no choice but to just give me a little bit of it back. I mean, just an eighth, maybe even a sixteenth. I might be good with a sixteenth. You know what I'm saying? So, but but that wasn't the case. That was the fantasy world. So the real world says... If this is not the way that I receive love and understand love, if I can't comprehend the love that you're giving to me, then I'm not going to be able to do any of the things that you are already expecting. So now we're going to put these two words down, right? Let's put another bullet point. We're going to say comprehension, comprehension, and we're going to say, what was the other word? What was the other word? Y'all listening? Y'all paying me attention? There's a comprehension. And I don't know. We're going to stop at comprehension for right now. Let me not lose my train of thought. Okay, so if you can't comprehend this love that I'm giving to you, if you can't comprehend this respect and why I'm giving it to you, why do I respect you? Why do I admire you? Why do I think you're beautiful? Why do I think you're handsome, right? We're going to talk in general right now. Why do I think you're all of these things? And then when even... Once I tell you, you're still like, okay, well, you told me, you know, you gave me the black and white. You gave me your words, but I don't see it like that. And then they, they're so used to being treated in a certain type of way, right? That it doesn't matter how you try to treat them on the good side. They're going to always interpret it as something bad. They're going to interpret it as um, whatever it is that they're used to, right? So this is when we get into foundational operating systems or foundational principles you know what is it that they were that they were taught from a little kid growing up now a lot of you don't know but i am studying to be a clinical psychologist uh and therapist um i'm, I'm just on hiatus for a little bit just on pause for a little bit because i was going through some things mentally emotionally and spiritually but but understand this between the ages of nine and twelve is usually when you develop and solidify the character that you're going to be, the person that you're going to be foundationally. Now, as you have experiences, and this is, keep in mind that this is barring, you know, tragic events, uh, life-changing events, life-changing, you know, bad things that happen to you as a child. As long as you don't have any trauma, if you're just growing up normal or you're growing up, you know, in a regular household or regular, whatever, regular situation, you know, free of physical like harsh physical abuse right okay so those of you who have, who have had harsh physical abuse or you know anything in that realm this is not going to necessarily apply to you in a generalized way that i'm putting it between the ages of 9 and 12 you're developing your core foundations as a person and that is from what you've seen what you've been taught and what you and what you continuously encounter when you're on your own, right? Because you're going to build your stuff on your own. So from 9 to 12 years old, these people have been going through these types of things, and they're used to interpreting something in this type of way. 
So when, when, when I came along, right, and I give something different, even though it's what I've been taught to give, it does not mesh with that person. Now, because I live in this fantasy world, right? We're going to go back to this fantasy world. They can't comprehend why I'm like this. And when I say, well, my mom taught me to be like this. You know, I've watched my mom go through the worst things possible. I watched my mom, you know, get beat on and get drug out of her out of her classes and, you know, you know, be stepped on mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I've watched my mom be, you know, ravaged uh, uh, as a as a friend and, and, and trying to do what she could possibly do to just hold herself together. I watched my mom have a nervous breakdown and have to be admitted to the hospital, and, you know, losing babies and things of this nature. And, and, and that lady stood strong, right? She stood strong, but she broke in the process. She broke in my mind, in my eyes, because I watched it. You know, this is when I was six and seven and eight years old and then 12 years old and then 15 years old. I watched her go through these things. So there's a there's a certain foundation that becomes built in me that I don't want to see anybody go through this. If I if I see my mom go through it and there was no way that I could protect her from going through it, then I for doggone sure don't want to see anybody else go through it. You know, so now. I'm in a position to protect. I'm in a position to love. I'm in a position to provide. So my thought process changes. Now it is, if you're in my circle, if I pull you into my circle, then I'm going to love, protect, honor, cherish, provide. Like, you don't have to be my significant other. You know what I'm saying? You can be my brother. You can be my cousin. You can be my friend. You can be my play-play cousin. If if I got, you got. You know what I'm saying? If I got extra and you got a bill due, my extra is coming to you to pay that bill. It has nothing to do with I'm not giving them my money. I work hard for my money. I work hard for my money. I work hard to stay alive. I work hard to keep my sanity. I work hard to, to do a whole bunch of things. Why, why should I have to make other people who are in need suffer because I work hard to obtain something and and they may not have the circumstances that I have to obtain what I got. So and, and this is how I apply this. There's people out there that are that are quiet millionaires, quiet, quiet, meaning they made their million dollars in something like stocks or, you know, real estate or something like that. And they are legit millionaires. I mean, they make a million dollars or more every year right? And they don't say anything to you. And then the millionaires that are entertainers or athletes or something like that, those are the ones that put the emphasis on the money and the emphasis on the show and the emphasis on the entertainment. And then you judge what they can and cannot do or what they will and won't do or what they should and shouldn't do with their money, right? You'll say, oh, this basketball player makes $100 million or they've made $100 million over the course of the year. Why haven't they built the rec center? But you don't have that same sense of of i don't know reality when it comes to this quiet millionaire who owns 13 office buildings and they make you know 20 million dollars a year you don't hold them accountable to the same you don't hold them to the same standard that you hold this entertainer to and it's because this is this i, I love this i love this right here this is the, i'm gonna put this down we're gonna put a star beside this and this is a principal foundation thing the loudest Baby gets fed first. There you go. So so the loudest baby gets fed first. The reason why you have this thought process of that entertainer, that actor, that rapper, that singer needs to do this with these goo gobs of money is because they put it in front of your face as such.
Those people are high paid court jesters. If you had to put this in like a medieval King Arthur time, you know, and you had to say that there's kings, there's queens, there's knights, there's peasants, there's there's court jesters, you know, there's all these types of there's tax people and law people. Okay, so they are on display. They're on display. Not only are they on display, but there's an assemblance of their wealth or riches on display. That's why you have the Forbes list. That's why you can Google somebody's net worth. That's not really their net worth. That's not the money that they have in their checking account. And that would be illegal. So when you when you run around and you say, you know, oh, this person, ex-athlete, makes $100 million a year, that person can make way less than that or they can make way more than that. But it's none of your business because it's, there's a privacy around that type of thing. But they give you this this little focal point because they know that you're going to, you know, intake it into your mind. So now, now, one more, one more star, one more star. That's three stars. We're at three stars. Here's a foundational principle for you. So we're at words of spells. The loudest baby gets fed. And we're going to go in this. You cannot unlearn because I know that's a popular thing anything you can only put up boundaries all right so you can say boundaries you can say switches you can say you know filters whatever you want to say but you did not unlearn anything, right? So uh, today you Google uh, somebody's net worth. Now you just learn what their net worth is according to Forbes or according to Google or according to Bing, right? So now that's in your head. You do not unlearn it because it goes deep into your subconscious. And and like I like to talk about the multi-level complex or multi-level office building that we have in our head. And we have all these employees and they're in charge of files. And whenever something you know comes familiar or something happens, then they pull that file back and then you can read from that file. Okay, so that's where your memories are at. That's the way I teach, teach my kids. So that's, the mem- that's where your memories are at. Okay, so now that you know this person's net worth at that period in time that you looked at it, now in your mind, whenever you having an argument or you know you're having a disagreement and you say well why don't these millionaires and in your mind you got that millionaire that you looked up why don't these millionaires do this why don't these millionaires do that you know why they're not obligated to they don't have to the same way that you say i work hard for my money so therefore i'm not going to give uh i'm not going to give you know this person this amount of money for this bill because they can work hard for it too it's the same way that they feel about their millions and billions of dollars uh, in my Donald Trump voice, <laughs> they're millions and millions, and 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 that's that's like rudimentary stuff. Okay, so now now let's take like, let's take a trip back. Let's take a trip back because we're talking about nonverbal communication, right? The, the communication people don't give to you in black and white. These are all things that I learned that nobody has to tell me. And I, and I can't learn it through verbatim. I can't learn it through black and white. I can't learn it through reading it out of book. I can't learn it in that type of way. I learned it through watching and listening and intaking and being, excuse me, and being able to comprehend the information that's being presented to me. And this started with the heartbreak. Okay. So now if I can tell some of you that's going through some things in life, right? Um, I would say this, that heartbreak that betrayal, 
that person that backstabbed you, you know, talked about you and you thought they were your friend or disappeared on you, they just ghosted you out of nowhere. All all of the things that hurt you to your soul, hurt you, hurt you to your spirit, those things had to happen, okay? Um, they had to happen because had they not happened, the lesson would, would not have been learned. And remember, you cannot unlearn anything, right? So what happens when you get your heart broke? The next person you deal with, you put up boundaries. The next person that you deal with, you say, listen, I already know the signs of this, that, and the third. You ain't even going to play me like this. This is what I'm willing to tolerate. This is what I'm not. And the sad part is, we'll go back to our foundational principle teachings, right? And, and sometimes there's very smart, very intuitive people who will pick up on what your foundational principles are. And they'll just stick around you just until you revert back to what your foundation is. And then once you revert back to what your foundation is, that's when they'll attack you again. So you got to be very selective. That's why you can't exclude anything. You can't exclude religion. You can't exclude spirituality. You can't exclude astrology. You can't exclude, you know, just regular general practices or psychology or, or book studies or any of those things or personal experience. You have to encompass all of these things in order to be able to discern, right? So I don't know if you've ever heard of the word discern, but we're going to put that down. Let's put that in the bullet point discern okay discernment we'll just put discernment all right so with discernment it's a it's an amalgamation it's a conglomeration of all of these things that i just mentioned to you in order to help you make decisions for you and people that you're over top of or entrusted with right because if you're a parent then you're entrusted with your kids and so forth and so on if you're a spouse you're entrusted with that other spouse's life you have to be a covering over top of that person and i don't mean this in a, in a spiritual way because i know some people here and they're like oh you know you're talking Baptist. no i'm not talking baptist christianity or nothing like that when i say a covering i mean you know you, you care for that person you love that person you try to protect them from any harm to, that can come in their way and sometimes that'll be the very person that that that, that tests you but again remember you can't learn anything without those tests you need that heartbreak you need somebody to you know break you down to your smallest molecule so you can learn the lessons that you need to learn and then you can't unlearn those lessons you can only put up boundaries parameters you know switches and stuff like that and you build upon this now this is me telling you like from 9 to 12 those foundational principles that you learn and things that are stacked on top of it as long as they are free of turmoil you're going to grow up in this certain type of way and people can already see how you're going to grow up in that type of way just based on that that knowledge right there that little bit now when you don't continuously study right and and here's the bible piece for you study to show thyself approved right and all that know and get an understanding okay lean not on your own understanding all three of those things go together to tell you that you're not going to be able to put everything together in this world unless you connect yourself with other people and you continuously learn until you take your last breath you better continuously learn all right so <laughs> i gotta start wrapping this up because i promised that all of my shows were going to be 33 minutes long right and we're 30 minutes in 50 seconds into the thing so i use these last bits of uh, minutes to make sure that i do what i'm supposed to do and wrapping things up this fantasy world that i lived in caused me to get this heartbreak this heartbreak opened me up to the nonverbal uh, communication to the to, to the nonverbal signs that people would give me to tell me everything i needed to know about them and how they felt about me and what they was and wasn't going to do 
And until I could get out of this fantasy world, I was always going to be deceived. I was always going to be lied to uh, in a way that's malicious. Because um, in my own personal experience, I don't care about people lying to me. Because most of the time, my intuition will pick up whether or not you're lying. It's a matter of why you're lying. Are you lying to protect me? I can accept that. Are you lying to you know protect me from other people? I can accept that. But are you lying to manipulate me? I can't accept that. Are you lying to move me in the direction that you want to move me? I, I can't accept that. So it's not about the lie. It's about the why, right? So the, uh, if you want to put that down as a star, you can. But I'm not going to go past three stars today. Because, <laughs> you know, everybody that plays GTA know once you go past three stars, that's it. The black cars come out, the guns, the snipers. I ain't trying to get all of that stuff. So we're going to stay at three stars of found, foundational teaching. And then, so comprehension. The people that you are talking to, right, you got to make sure that they comprehend the love, the attention, the admiration, whatever it is that you're trying to give to them, whatever it is that you're trying to communicate to them. You got to make sure that they comprehend it. If they don't comprehend it, they're not going to be able to reciprocate not even a third, not a half, not an eighth, not a sixteenth of what you give them, which will ultimately lead into you heartbreaking. Right. And get or getting your heart broken and you get your heart broken and hopefully it'll help you open your eyes and not be in the fantasy world like I was. I was stuck in that fantasy world. So with that being said, until next time, I love y'all. Thank y'all for riding with a brother. Um, I'm going to be way more consistent. I promise. Scouts honor and good night.